0: all things theology all things theology we chop it up properly without an apology gotta get that solid to god hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology well grace and peace grace and peace to you all just an impromptu live did not plan on this we'll get to that in a second Hope you guys' day is going well. I was coming back from my adoption meeting. By the way, it is going great. Like the Williams Adoption Journey page, if you haven't. Coming back from that, and my phone is, ding, blowing up. People sending me stuff. I'm getting Twitter messages. All this and all that, right? Oh, look, look at this. First time listener, Joyce, we are excited to see you here. We have plenty of for you if you... Are into that <laughs> but i'm coming back from my adoption meeting like i said very excited it's going well subscribe to the williams adoption journey page if you haven't and i'm literally just getting message after message after message if you have not known if you're new here like joyce i have covered mike todd and really some of the most um biblically illiterate uh biblically unsound teaching he has we've already played the um God needs you. God can't do it without you. Um, Him kind of equivocating and really making pro-trans and contradicting himself in that sermon, right? I've covered Mike Todd a lot. If you want to check out that, please go and watch those future videos. Well, again, I was seeing numerous (laughs) uh, links sent to me, all this, like, bro, check this out. I can't believe this. Where Mike Todd, or rather Carl Lentz, is joining to be on staff. At Mike Todd Transformation Church, right? Well, in one sense, I am not surprised. In one sense, I am not surprised because of, again, um, many unbiblical teachers, many false teachers even, partnered together quite a bit. And I said to myself, that is, this is a pretty bad combo, Mike Todd and Carl Lentz that's a pretty bad combo. I mean, I've seen better combos at Jack in the Box. I've seen better combos at, you know, Salatsky's, right? <laughs> this is a terrible combination. Uh, both men are, and we're going to see here in a second, both men, when it comes to doctrine, is not good. Both men even um, give confusing answers, contradict themselves, especially on the issue of biblical sexuality. Again, I have um, I have played the clips of Mike Todd and what he thinks about trans and homosexuality. Um, Again, I believe if you believe the Bible, you cannot say what Mike Todd said about the issue. I know people know my video got me in some controversy and people said I took him out of context. I even got to go on the Jason Whitlock podcast. Right. And to defend what I said about Mike Todd and to show how I was not the one taking Mike Todd out of context. Mike Ta is the one that was taking the Bible out of context and giving contradictory answers. So who is Carl Lentz? If you may not have known, Carl Lentz is the former pastor at Hillsong Church in New York City. Uh, Many celebrities were going there. Justin Bieber, Carl, uh, 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 Kevin Durant. I mean, this was like the celebrity, the church to go to if you were celebrity. Right. Um, And we see how their lives look, but. By any standard, they should have been placed on church discipline. But nevertheless, um, a couple years ago, a uh, scandal rose out that Carl Lentz was having inappropriate sexual relations with people who weren't his wife. Right. And uh, I do find it interesting that just this recently, uh, as of yesterday, Carl Lentz stated he was going to be coming out with a doc- documentary exposing the secrets of Hillsong Church, which I guess will indeed expose him too as well. I'm going to give reasons why I do not believe, uh, and and sorry, even months prior to that, he made, I guess, hints that he was coming back to the pastoral office. Well, when I saw that, I said, I don't believe he should, I don't believe he meets the qualifications of an elder. I'm gonna get to that in a second. I do not believe Carl Lentz meets the qualifications for an elder. Um, matter of fact, let let me get into that now, just cause I know people are going to say, Oh, you're just being judgmental. Um, you know, you're just, you know, hey, he repented, then that means, therefore, he should be a elder, right? No, not so fast, right? Not so fast. I believe there are many uh, texts that speaks of the office of an elder is to be reputable. Let's get into it, right? Let's get into it. First Timothy chapter three, it says, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. But thankfully, it's just not the desire that makes you qualified, right? Um, This is not just desire it, but look what it says. Therefore, an overseer must be. So these are not things we can skip over. These are not things, this majority of these things. A pastor must have these qualifications. So it must be above reproach. On the first list, uh, Carl Lentz falls short. I mean he just he is not above reproach. The husband of one wife. And I don't think that's just being married to one. I mean, um I, I don't think it's uh biblical that a pastor at, at why they've been claiming to be Christian has had three, four, five divorces as well. Sober minded, self-control, hmm. Right? Um, I, I don't think he's self-controlled. Respectable, no, hospitable, not sure about that one. Able to teach? Well. <laughs> He's joining someone like Mike Todd, which says a lot about his teacher teachings. Not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, right? Keeping his children submissive for someone does not know how to manage his own household. How will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may be puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Listen to this one, guys. Moreover. He must be well thought of by outsiders. Right. So that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. My brother Virgil is here. Yes, exactly. How could anyone allow Carl Lentz to be the pastor at their church, given his moral character? Now, let me just say this from the outset. We hope that Carl Lentz repents. That is the goal, and God's grace can do it. God has taken many sexual immoral people, right, and converted them. Amen. But the qualifications for an elder is nothing light. It is nothing light. You know, I, I, I know in today's age, as long as you can speak well, people think that you should just be able to uh, be the pastor. That is not the case, biblically speaking. Biblically speaking, you must meet the qualifications right um so let's get into this article which i came across um let's see Hold on, let me make sure this is from religion news no we don't want to subscribe <laughs> it's from religion news right the caption reads right the caption reads Carl Lentz, in first staff position since Hillsong joins Transformation Church in Tulsa. Yeah, wow, right? Are, are 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 you surprised? Are you shocked? What are you guys' thoughts? I mean, when I first, I, I was kind of, I was, I was shocked from the sense of like, man, I, I, how, you know, I say this every week about Mike Todd. How worse can it get? Right? How worse can it get? It's like every time I look up. You know, I, I, and often I tell myself, I'm going to leave Mike Todd then. Then something large like this happens to where I'm just like, I can't ignore it. I got to address it. I think it would be beneficial if I addressed it. And so, yeah, I saw this today. Uh, someone sent it. A couple people sent it to me. It was at least three, four people sent this to me. And so let's get back to the article, All right? Let's get back to this. It says Carl Lentz, the ousted pastor of Hillsong, New York City, has landed on staff at Transformation Church, a predominantly non denominational uh, mega church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that is led by pastor, author, and popular YouTuber Michael Todd. Transformation, a juggernaut in town replete with mega churches, has confirmed. So the, the church has confirmed, and we're going to see one of the confirmations from this staff. It's not just some no-blow body in the church. It's actually an elder in Transformation Church. Stick around. So yeah, uh, has confirmed that Lent, who was fired from Hillsong in 2020, when an extramarital affair came to light, had joined his staff and guys. It's not just been one. He's had numerous uh, allegations uh, thrown on the table at Hillsong. So let's get that straight. And so, um, yeah, by by any means, if we care about the Bible at all, he cannot be the pastor, but does, but does, um, here's the issue about Transformation Church. They don't really care about the Bible. This is culturally relevant progressive church. And that's what they, uh, call themselves. I mean, a progressive church. And matter of fact, that's one of the things that, um, Carl Lentz has been uh, touted as and 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 you know called and labeled a progressive pastor. Um, let's get back to this article. Let's see. <sighs> Says we gladly welcome Carl Lentz to our Transformation Church staff, helping TC that is Transformation Church with strategy as we continue to move for f- sorry as we continue to move forward in our vast vision. Notice it's their vast vision rather than what the Bible says. Tammy McQuarters, the church executive pastor of operations told religion News service in an email Monday, March 27. Now you was like, Hey, Tammy McQuarters, who, how is she related or connected to uh transformation church? Well, you go on their website, executive staff right here, uh, Tammy McQuarters, the executive pastor of operations. Now, I mean, you already guys know my thoughts on women pastors and not biblical. And look, look, they majority of the staff is women pastors. But that's another argument for another day, right? But it has not updated yet to include this is the missing slot, right? Right here. The missing slot for Carl Lentz is right there, right? And so yeah. Um quite sad, quite sad indeed. This is should not be called transformation church this transition church we transition from one sin to another sin right but what are you guys actually transforming not their mind not their theology right not their heart might be transforming the gospel i mean that's not a good thing anyways we'll keep going it says a source close to lens also confirmed to rns that is religion news um That Lentz and his family has relocated to Tulsa and were attending Transformation Church. So, according to this source, he's moved there and they have been attending Transformation Church. Though the source did not confirm Lentz was on staff at the church. Lentz, according to the source, has launched a consulting and coaching business and his clients include churches. Hmm. Quite sad indeed. Tulsa was... Notice this. Tulsa was the right place for Lentz's family to continue to heal and move forward, said the source. And I agree with what they're saying. If you want to stay in sin, Transformation Church is the right place for you because all they will do is accept you as you are. Nothing about repentance and living a transformed life. Remember, trans, trans, it's in the title. Hey, I mean. Right. Nothing about continue, nothing about repentance. Continue to heal and move forward. That, doesn't that just sound great and new agey for you, right? Let's continue on with this article. It says, Lentz, 44, once labeled a hype priest by GQ magazine for his fashionable attire and ministry to NBA players and celebrities such as Justin Bieber, has been mostly silent since his firing even as rumors and ongoing accusations have dogged him and his former church. That silence will end May 19th with the release of an FX docuseries covering the Hillsong scandals. It was announced Tuesday featuring the first interviews from Carl Lentz and his wife, Laura, since his firing. So he's going to speak out on the inside edition of Hillsong, right? Shout out to my man, The Westwoods. For the super chat, love it, man. Keep crushing it. And you too as well. Keep exposing Bethel. Continue with the article says after two years of Carl being in his own discovery. Notice what you won't find in this sentence from the executive pastor of operations. After after two years of call being in his own discovery and healing process, he has shown readiness to use his God giving gifts towards the local church again. We believe in Carl, his marriage, his skill set, skill set and his restoration. Nothing about repentance or, you know, sorrow over this, this no accountability, essentially. But again, this dismiss the passage we just read about the qualifications of an elder, the moral character of an elder. Guys, just because you can teach, well, you are an orator. You can speak well does not mean you are qualified to be a pastor if your life is trash. Moral failings is does a huge name, does a huge reproach on the name of Christ. And guess what who often has to answer for it? We do. <laughs> Christians. Right? Don't we often have to answer for hey, the pastor down the road, you know, raped Two girls, right? Don't we often have to answer for moral failings of pastors? I mean, how many times have you been preaching and and, and, and preaching to someone evangelizing and they bring up some large pastor with moral failings? Again, this does huge reproach the name of the Christ. And what does it also say? This also says to the church, we don't take sin serious. We'll give you a little time out because we got to keep this on the hush. But it does not say we take sin serious like the Bible tells us to do. Was the Matthew 18 done? You know, First Corinthians chapter 3, you know, where a man was sleeping with his mother. And guess what he was told to do? Remove that man from the church. I'll let you guys decide. I'll let you guys decide. So again, it is often us who have to answer for the moral failings of pastors yeah yeah and then they'll say something like yeah therefore christianity is true right we often have to answer in our apologetic for pastors like this let's keep going on yeah no repentance mcquarter said the church vision notice look at listen to this is to represent god to the lost and found for transformation in christ well how do you how do you uh Hold on, let me let me let me answer this. What happened to forgiveness? Well, if you would have been here from the beginning, you you would note that I said, Hey, we hope that he repents. But again, the pastor, the pastor has certain moral qualifications that the Bible says must happen. Carl Lentz does not have that. He does not have that. He's ruined his reputation. The Bible says he must be above reproach. He must have a good name out with the outsiders. Carl Lentz does not have that. He's destroyed that. Yes. You can still be a Christian with moral failings, but you can't be a pastor when you don't meet the qualifications. I mean, that's very clear. Are we going to take the Bible's qualifications serious? Are we? I I, I say we should. Let's read this. It says the church vision to represent God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. Well, how does that how do you represent that to them and tell them, hey, we're about transformation in Christ when you have a serial adulterer in your pulpit? What does that say to the congregation? (laughs) They're not going to take my sin serious. So she said, this includes restoration. The two go hand in hand. She said pointing to scripture from the book of uh, Galatians that includes a message to restore one another. This, this scripture is taking out of context because that's not talking about the pastoral office. So he can never be a pastor again. That's exactly what I'm saying based on the qualifications, (laughs) based on the qualifications he's not above reproach so transformation church is known for twisting scripture right again the book of galatians is not talking about the restoration of a pastor once he has a moral failing this is the restoration of a christian when they fall absolutely but again the more the office is not being uh yeah So so is Lentz going to be preaching or consulting? Yeah, they kind of conflate between the two that he's going to be consulting. But then they say he's going to be brought on staff somehow. So that's a good question. Since we are called to be a safe environment for people to involve and transform. Well, I don't know how safe it can be for women in the church who get close to Carl Lentz. Because anyways, anyways, um. Transformation Church founded in 1999. Yeah, okay. So, just how they got the church, okay? Um Well, so, so people are saying, "Hey, uh you're 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 just assuming he's going to be preaching." Well, that's what Tammy McWhorter said. Uh where where did I read that at? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, his God-given gifts towards the local church again, again. So it's saying he's doing something before, right? <laughs> so Nicole says, are you a pastor? So apparently I can't have a view on this unless I'm a pastor. Well, that's ridiculous because is she a pastor? If so, then why is she speaking? You see how silly that sounds? So again, he's going to be doing something that he was once doing before, which was pastoring and preaching, right? Right? That is clearly the context of what's being discussed. Let's see. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going on, skip forward. Um, It says at Transformation Church, McCorda said they are praying for Lent and his family to experience restoration. So they're being brought back to something. right? Right. He's being brought back to something. That is the pastoral office. In a view, And she says, and to, in turn, help others do the same by using their triumphs and failures to create resources for the body of Christ at large. I mean, that sounds nice, right? See, I sound like the bad guy saying no, right? <laughs> but our culture is so emotionally driven. Even Christians are so emotionally driven. Right. That they can't recognize that this actually contradicts what the Bible says to do. They are actually doing the opposite of what the Bible says to do. Right. Notice what she goes on to say. We believe that this is part of what it looks like for the church to be the church, to tolerate sin, to have unbiblically qualified pastors in the pulpit is not what the church of Christ is supposed to look like and be like. And and like Mike Todd, Carl Lentz is ashamed of what much of the Bible teaches. Y'all want proof of that? He is ashamed I don't believe it is best for a pastor to be in the pulpit when he is ashamed of the word of God. When he is ashamed of the word of God, he's ashamed of certain sins. Again. Someone said, bring up scripture. (laughs) you, You must have just got here because I already did. I started this off with scripture. you're quoting scripture, but offering no forgiveness. If you would have been here from the beginning, you would have, you would have heard me say there is forgiveness in Christ, even for the sexually immoral. But he, uh, be careful, that's what the Pharisees did. Again, I read the verse showing how Carl Lentz disqualifies the pastoral office. And you see this philosophical approach in, the, in much of many people's thinking. Love, we just love. If, if they want to be a pastor, just let them be a pastor if they want to be who cares if he meets the qualifications of an elder he doesn't have to we love he's we, we love him forgiveness the bible says you must let me, let me bring this up again people say you're not getting the scripture how do you you must be above reproach these an, an overseer must be these things going to be mentioned must be above reproach carl Lentz is not above reproach he's not respectable he's not self-controlled he's not able to teach that's why he joins people like mike todd who definitely cannot teach he does not have he is not well thought of by outsiders again much of the qualifications much of them many of them carl Lentz does not meet that is very clear very clear Again, Carl Lentz is ashamed of the word of God. He is ashamed of it. Let me let me show you how much how ashamed of the word of God. Yeah, scripture over emotion. Let me show you how ashamed Carl Lentz is of the word of God. A few years ago, this is before the scandal happened. He was asked about homosexuality. And what do you think is the answer he gave? <laughs> kind of like Mike Todd, you just kinda of flip flopping between two two answers, right? What do you think the answer is that Carl Lentz gave? Well, let's let's listen.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Hillsong is seen as a uh, this hit progressive church that's drawing huge millennial crowds, mm-hmm. but it's still evangelical. So where do you stand on social issues that
0: hold on, let me uh he says, so all pastors must meet this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a lot of pastors get the and go back to preaching it's because he had a massive pulpit. Again, all pastors must meet this. I believe the Bible, I believe what it says.
2: That young people are particularly passionate about, like gay marriage, abortion. Like, how do you address those types of things?
3: So we're going to go right there. Yeah. Um, I
2: thought we'll go hard, hard yeah. and then we'll come down.
3: It's, it's only me. an
1: hour show. <laughs> so I need to ring that bell.
3: I think our, our job is still to help people, not necessarily change how they think, but try to point them to what God has said, what we believe the Bible to, to say. And it's hard because I, I grew up in a church system. And I know a lot of people here probably understand where discussion and conversation is really limited. So you get told a lot of views, but you can't work it out so we believe that the bible's clear that god is good that god loves everybody that jesus was here to set people free and that's still the good news of the gospel um our fight in new york for instance is to try to make sure everybody can get in and hear it because we've been told if you disagree you are disconnected and we don't believe that we believe everybody deserves the right you that? who told me that yeah i don't think yeah. anybody told me that i think that's the cultural religion
0: so they ask, hey what, what's your thoughts on homosexual gay marriage right what would any Bible believing Christian say? Well, I believe what the Bible says. It's sin, you know, marriage between male female. Jesus said this, Matthew chapter nineteen, quoting Genesis one twenty seven. Right, real, real, real clear, real clear answer. What does the I'm embarrassed about the Bible? Right, what does I'm embarrassed about the Bible answer give you? Well, you know, you got some people God loves, you know, all this, and you know, you got some people telling their opinion. Well, who's asking? Well, no one's saying that, but answer the question. My goodness. Is it that hard just to repeat what Jesus said? To repeat what we believe, what you claim is the word of God. Right? Claim is the word of God. But these guys can speak so much about certain sins, but when it gets on homosexuality, trans, transgenderism, these guys, any LGBT issue, these guys, well, you know, God loves everybody. And, you know, I'm not to judge. It's not your judgment. It's God's judgment. Right. This only proves what I've been saying all along that Mike Todd uh you know people say i took him out of context when it comes to lgbt he has a man who really won't answer the question and then he admits he won't let's let's keep playing this
3: norm right now is if you and i disagree we're done and i don't believe it has to yeah. be the case
1: you think you feel that the religious groups are putting that out i do uh-huh
0: yeah and, and so he does not he takes a shot at the church <laughs> wow
3: and other sides i think people right now are so caught up in disunity on every front that uh-huh. it's also kind of invaded the church world. And, um, uh, what I love about our church is you have different races, different faces, different, um, backgrounds, but people are committed to one cause
0: and, and it makes, so
1: it's not special. a sin in your church to have an abortion.
0: Now, listen, this is a great question by joy. Joy's a little annoying, but <laughs> this is a great question by her. So it's not a sin in your church to get an abortion, Right. This this is the future pastor of Transformation Church speaking. This is what they're going to get. Watch his answer.
3: Um, that's the kind of conversation we would have
0: finding out your story, where you're from, what Work you believe. Like th- so b- before we answer, if it's sin, we got to know you. We got to see your story before we tell you if murdering your baby is a sin. My goodness. Have some men with backbone in the pulpit instead of instead of tripping over their skirt when they walk up the steps. This is what you have in most 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 churches. Men who are embarrassed by the word of God. She said, I'm going to go back and watch the entire interview, not clickbait pieces. <laughs> OK, it's not going to change. He's still giving the same answer. Notice he's answering the question, is abortion sin? Ah, ah, ah. Sound like Joel Osteen. I don't know. Give us a man who know the truth. Just, just quote the Bible. God said, don't murder. I believe that. Look, if they push back on something you don't know, hey, look, I just believe what God said is murder. I believe that is abortion's murder. But you have people who are ashamed of the word of God and then people who will defend this garbage. Defend this. Well, he's he still loves God and he, you know... Yeah, so let, let, let me read something from my pastor. Guys, this is my pastor, by the way, Cozzini, Landon Cozzini. He says, forgiveness does not equal restoration to an office. One has been disqualified. Once a pastor stains his re- record with adultery, he remains disqualified. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. He must be a husband faithful to his wife. If you can't be faithful to your bride, how can you be trusted with Christ? Amen. Amen a man to that see this is why we need to take take this take the bible verses serious when it deals with that again it does a bad disservice to the church because we often have to answer for these right look you guys just have all these immoral pastors in the church remove them if they don't repent like the bible says to do
3: yeah, I mean, God's
0: the judge. People have to live with their own convictions, and I think if I have to, t- people have to live with their own convictions. You, you know, he's right about one thing. God is the judge, and he's going to judge Carl Lentz for being ashamed of the word of God. The the judge has spoken. We are repeating what the judge meant. We're not giving our judgment. We're telling what the judge meant, right? We're telling what the judge has spoken and said and declared. Thus saith the Lord. That is our charge, right? To be an ambassador. Right? Right? Not to get on live national news, the live national TV, and be ashamed of what God has said. I got verses for that, right? It's like everyone's called to live with their convictions. No, they're not. You don't have the church of, you know, pro-life over here and then the church of pro-choice and they're all equally valid. No, you don't. We're called to live according to what God has spoken and said and declared. But again, people will defend this. See, this just shows you how blind sin makes you and how blind you can be. Where you can defend a man giving... You can defend a man giving so much unbiblical answers because you like them, right? There's no need to defend this. Again, this is the future pastor at Transformation Church. You guys are defending unbiblical doctrine. This is why I get so much pushback because so many people don't know their Bible or they don't believe it. I try to give grace and say, well, they just don't know, but a lot of me a lot of it thinks that many people just don't care what the Bible says. They make up their own religion. They make up their own religion. This is not Christianity. What's being taught on the View? It's not God's view. It's His view. And look, he's got the whole audience at the View full of liberals who 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 love homosexuality, love abortion, clapping, giving you an applause. Right. They're just loving this. Yes, we got a pastor who tickles our ears. This is what we want. But guess who is displeased? God was.
3: Um, That's such a a broad question to me. I'm going I'm going higher. I want to sit with somebody and say, where do you
0: believe? So it's not
1: an open and shut case with you.
3: Some people would say it is.
0: That's not an answer to the question, Carl. So it's not an open and shut case. Well, some people would say it is. That's not what she asked you. She asked you, is it open and shut? Some people will say that's not an answer to the question. It's just deflecting. I think
3: to me, I'm trying to teach people who Jesus is first, Mm -hmm. find out their story before I start picking and choosing what I think is sin in your life. Mm -hmm.
0: You don't have to know who someone is to know what sin is. Who cares if I know them yet? If what if what uh, Carl Lentz is saying is true, then you can never preach the gospel until you until you know them for a year or two. Thankfully, that's not true. Look, I don't need to know you to know what sin is. Would he say the same to the pedophile? You know, I just want to get to know your story and before I find out what you're doing is sinful. (laughs) Of course not. It's because he's embarrassed about what the Bible says about LGBTQ issues. He's ashamed of the word of God. And so many people are ashamed of what God has said. Well, you don't want to seem harsh and unloving. This is harsh and unloving. Not the person who says this is a sin in the eyes of God. That's not harsh and unloving. Doing what the Cupid shuffle, what, what Carl Lentz is doing right here, that is unloving. That is harsh. Telling what God said is some of the, one of the most loving things to do. Telling the truth not lying to your neighbor you know exactly what will happen to these people if they don't repent first corinthians 6 9 hello but we were washed we were sanctified quit being embarrassed about what god said you know i was just thinking about this before i went live we have so many pastors who are ashamed of the word of god ashamed what god has said and then they'll accuse me of being hateful for saying what God says. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. It just reminds me of of, of the men during Jeremiah's day prophesied to us smooth things. Right. We, 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 don't, we don't want the hard stuff. Give us give us the smooth things, things that make our ears feel good. Nothing has changed since the day of Jeremiah. Nothing has changed since the day of Jeremiah. We just got our iPhones. That's it. Still rebelling against the word of the Lord. Still rebelling like to know your name
1: well you know we have a debate on we've talked to other religious leaders on the show about whether politics and religion mix together we do have the separation of church and state so you're really not supposed to uh, endorse any candidates for example from the pulpit. yeah do you do that or how do you feel about that I
3: don't want to get in trouble Um, we (laughs) keep it really straight laced no I I think at our church um, when people say keep politics out of the pulpit I say what do you mean by that because politics affects people Mm -hmm. so if that's happening you better believe we're gonna talk about politics To, to not i do that in a church setting. To me, where's takes, the line? Where's the
1: line a- where you infringe upon ah. the separation of church and state?
3: My dad's a lawyer, so dad, if you want to text me right now, <laughs> if I'm getting into hot water, um, I don't. I don't know. I feel like um, Jesus came to destroy the the uh, political norm of the day. So since I'm a Christian, I believe we're still supposed to speak directly to politics. And
0: why won't you speak directly to LGBT, Carl Lentz? You'll speak directly to these political issues, and I have no problem with that. Amen. We should be speaking to the culture. We still should be doing this thing. I'm not anti-politics. But when it comes to LGBT, you want to have that closed-door conversation. But stuff you're not embarrassed about, like I don't know, whatever it is, we're going to find out in a minute what it is. He'll speak directly to it. But not when it comes to the word of God on homosexuality, LGBTQ issues, not abortion. You're ashamed of this, clearly ashamed. But this is going to be the future pastor of Transformation Church. I'm going to keep reminding you guys of that every time I'm going to remind you. This is the pastor, future pastor at Transformation Church where nothing is transformed for the better, at least things that
3: affect people they should be talked about in our church so i'm just i'm just gonna preach what i feel
0: is
1: right i don't know
0: that's the problem your feelings the problem is your feelings preach what god said not what you feel is right
1: if you endorse, let's say, President Trump from the pulpit, you are infringing upon that particular law of the separation of church and state, am I, I right? First government. of all, I didn't do that,
3: but I okay, wouldn't do just that. Just saying that and would in, be the line. Well, in our church, we wouldn't do that anyway. Okay. I wouldn't say you have to vote for this candidate. All right, candidate.
1: that's what I meant driving at. So you would not
3: do that? No, absolutely Although
2: I have to say, you know, in the black church... Uh, politics has been oh, has always been an instrumental part of of the the, the word and of preaching because it affects the black community because it affects the church community. Yeah. Um, I grew up um, knowing that this was something that would be discussed in in the church. Yeah, but yeah. you
1: can't name a person to vote for because You're right. you a tax exemption will yes, go out the that's, window. That's different. Yeah. All right. I agree.
2: That's Let's different. Let's be clear. Um, but you know I, one thing that I really want to commend you on is that um, you have been very vocal um, in support of Black Lives Matter and against racism in this country mm-hmm. and um,
0: now watch this guys the man who's ashamed on preach on god's biblical uh, view of sexuality watch this
2: many christian leaders in my view really stayed silent after charlottesville you did not you called out president trump on twitter <laughs> and <laughs> um, i thought that was very brave and i and i wondered did you worry about losing, losing parishioners and and also um, did you get a lot of pushback for that
3: yeah yes yes and yes i think it's my job i think you guys spoke briefly before about white privilege i think that i have a double issue with white privilege and preacher privilege because if you're white in this country you do.
0: so he has no problem preaching about white privilege you know come from this culturally marxist critical race theory view right he has no shame when it comes to that oh i gotta preach about my white privilege and my pastoral privilege but when it comes to actual sin. Right. Um, right. When it comes to this. And by the way, yeah, racism is a sin that needs to be repented of. But when it comes to the sin of LGBT, well, you know, that's a closed door conversation. We want to get your know your name. What, what about the racist name? You don't want to do the same with him. See, see, this is what you call impartial impartial. You're being impartial. You treating one sin different than the other. Well, we got to get to know the LGBT name, but not the races. They are white privilege, man. We're going to preach that from the pulpit. Right. You see how this is called a double standard. A double standard. Right.
3: Again, have a platform. Others don't. If you're a preacher, you also now have uh, people that are going to listen to you even more. And I believed you because they believe you're a religious figure. so I, I I thought it was my job to at least speak what is obvious. I think there's a lot.
0: you know what's obvious? you know what's obvious? Homosexuality being a sin you know what's obvious? you know what's obvious? abortion is murder sin. My goodness, so many pastors have capitulated to the culture. No, racism is the most obvious sin, but LGBT. No, 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 no. We can't. We can't. No, no, we can't. We're going to lose parishioners. (laughs) It's it's members. We're going to lose our members. We can't lose our money. I mean, our members, because then who else will we see? This is a pragmatic view no shame what happened to being unashamed you know i was thinking about that you know the bible tells us to be unashamed let me let me we'll be done with this video right here um this is second timothy 2 14 through 18 19 remind them of these things you know one of the things i'm very encouraged to be in my church is being reminded of the word of god you know I feel like Paul to remind you of these things is it's like it's no big deal. <laughs> All right. I need to be reminded. You know, the Israelites, one of the problems, they had to be constantly reminded. And they were forget so quick. We're the same. We're the same. Right? Remind them of these things and solemnly exhort them in the presence of God not to dispute about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of listeners. Listen to this. Be diligent. To present yourself approved to God as a worker. Who does not need to be ashamed. What do you not need to be ashamed about? Accurately handling the word of God. So this worker isn't ashamed. Do you know why? Because they accurately know how to handle God's word of truth. You know, when you believe God's word, it's, 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 you don't have to be ashamed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed that men will go to hell for eternal if they don't repent. I'm not ashamed of that. I believe it. I am firmly convinced of what God has said in his word. And if you are ashamed about it, keep preaching it to yourself till you're not ashamed. Right? But avoid worldly and empty chatter. What we just heard was worldly and empty chatter, right? For a lead to further ungodliness. And their talk will spread like gangrene. Now, this is one of the verses I like to show where people say, don't call out false teachers. Look at Paul. Among them are Hermanius and Philetus, men who have gone astray from the truth. Mm. Right. They said, claiming that the resurrection already takes place. They are jeopardizing the faith of some. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands. That's his word. Having his seal, having this seal, the Lord knows who who are his. And everyone who names the name of the Lord is to keep away from wickedness. We we aren't to just affirm people's wickedness. We keep away from wickedness, not tell people, oh, you know, that's just a private in-house conversation. Except when we get the racism. Right. Avoid such men. The Bible says. Right. Yet, if anyone, first Peter 416 suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Glorify God in that name. Right. I mean, there's just so many scriptures. Right. Mark 8, 34 38 38, calling the crowd to him, with disciples, he said to him, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses life for my sake and the gospels will save it what is a profit of man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever, whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, my friends, we live in an adulterous and sinful generation. If you're ashamed of his words in this generation, right? Of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in glory of his father with the holy angels. You be ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you. And guess what? To be shamed by God is not a good thing. That is to speak of judgment. That is to speak of your judgment, right? No believer will be put to shame. Romans 10 says that. The believers will not be put to shame. Notice the response when I bring up pastoral qualifications. The Bible is clear on what the pastoral qualifications, but you have people in the chat disagreeing with it well okay i know it says that but it can be restored to it they can be restored no you have broken your qualification that's why the pastoral office is a serious office one not to be taken lightly one not to be taken lightly again the bible is our standard not people's systems they have created that they go and go to instead right um man this is just so much so much scripture so let me let me read one more let me read one more okay i love to get into the text therefore do not uh first second timothy one do not be ashamed of the testimony about our lord nor of me his prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of god notice this that puts a hole in the prosperity gospel right there. We're called to suffer, share in the sufferings of Christ even. Who saved us, called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And though I'm tempted to get in God's sovereign divine election, I won't for now. <laughs> and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our savior, Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to the priest- to, to life through the gospel for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher which is why I suffer as I do but I am not ashamed right may that be our words may that be all our words I'm not ashamed for I know I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able I love the old hymn right <laughs> for I know whom I believe right and I'm convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow this pattern. Notice this. You preachers, pastors, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me. In the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Follow this pattern. Don't be ashamed of the message. We we, we don't hide certain sins. Guess what? Pride is a sin. Lust is a sin. Adultery is a sin. We don't mind saying that. But when it comes to LGBT stuff, we're... We, We'll just want to have a closed door conversation with you. It's because you were embarrassed about it. You were ashamed about that sin. You won't, you didn't do that with racism, right? You, you you didn't want to have a closed door conversation with the racist and get to know his name. Again, embarrassed about the word of God. Well, there's one more clip I want to play because again, this has been the pattern and trajectory of the future pastor. At transformation church along with mike todd who also is embarrassed about the word of god let's play this clip
3: be patient with each person what i didn't even know that was in there that's annoying everybody i'm gonna check some commentary to make sure that doesn't mean everybody Be attentive to individual needs. That's interesting. Isn't that cool? That's why some churches want us to give blanket answers on huge issues. Well, my Bible says be attentive to individual needs. That's why we're not going to make polarizing political statements about certain things in our Christian community right now. No matter who says what, we won't be pressured into giving blanket statements.
0: It is not a pressure for me to repeat what God has said. I'm not good. Look, ask me the questions on what sin is. I'm not ashamed to tell you. Yes, it is a sin. It, what you, he's, we won't be pressured to make polarizing statements. It's a very simple statement. Again, you don't have a problem saying anything about racism because you're not embarrassed about that. You know it's wrong. But you're embarrassed about this issue, which is very sad. Very sad. Don't be embarrassed about the word of God.
4: Individual needs. Never. (laughs) Never. Um, Speaking of diversity, you know, New York City, one thing that is polarizing.
0: Now, this is a HuffPost live interview. (laughs) If you ever had the pleasure, uh, I don't know if I call that word, the pleasure of uh, running to HuffPost, you know, there's a very liberal uh, institution, organization. uh, So, yeah.
4: Communities, especially within religion, is homosexuality and yeah. the debate around it. I mean, how do you balance those two things? I mean, are people of all sexual orientations welcome? And, and how do you see that?
3: Absolutely. I think what I was referring to there was you know, some people would be like, you need to make bet, you, you need to answer our questions about the homosexuality issue. And I always say, I do, you just don't like my answers. And here's exactly what I
0: mean by that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: The, some media, I'll answer this question. He says, I don't understand this issue so clear that why doesn't everyone agree on this particular issue? It's because of sin. It's because denying the word of God. It's because it, it it is clear that shows you how sinful it is that people reject it. I mean, if are you want to argue that homosexuality is not a sin in the Bible. This is one of the most clearest issues. Again, just because not everyone, you don't have universal agreement on anything. So uh, apparently there's nothing that's clear, even that statement itself, since people disagree with it. You see how a postmodern worldview cannot lead you to any truth. But let's get back to the statement.
3: You need to make that. You you need to answer our questions about the homosexuality issue. And I always say I do. You just don't like my answers. And here's
0: exactly what I. you won't answer. You just say it's a closed door answer or question
3: by that. Some media wants us to use our pulpit mm-hmm. to uh,
0: have a soapbox for social issues. I don't believe that's our job. You just got up on TV talking about white privilege. And th- if that isn't a social issue <laughs> today, which I, I reject most much of what is called white privilege. I mean, I've heard someone say uh, BLM was talking about white privileges, uh, logic and and math and having up having two parents again much of that is uh a foolishness, right? But you don't mind bowing down to the, the to the culture when it comes to that stuff cuz the culture is already right there with you. Yeah, yeah, white privilege. You just you just uh hear those buzzwords and you just woo, yeah. Woo, yes. Yes. Right? But again, you don't you don't you're not using the pulpit for social issues, right? Yeah. I don't believe Jesus did that. You go look at what Jesus did. He was
3: always talking about the heart of an individual and the soul of a person, not these symptomatic societal problems. And people hate that because a lot of churches are about
0: what they're against. I mean, Jesus would get to the heart of the issue, but he also addressed the exterior ish- issues as well. I mean, I mean, the, the fear is who you're manipulating people. I mean, he would address the exterior issue. But yeah, the heart motive as well. Right.
3: We're about what we're for. And when it comes to people's sexuality, I don't want to use a public forum to talk about private things. Because how in the world can you have a dialogue? How in the world can I hear your story? How in the world... What are we
0: dialoguing about? I mean, it's sin. Right? Let's do what the scripture says to do, as provided by Jay. Right? Right? Those who are outside God's judges, remove that wicked man from among yourselves. Guess what? The sexual immoral person is to be removed. Biblically speaking, right? Biblically speaking. Now, I know people are, well, the church is for everybody and you can come. Everybody come. And the Bible says remove certain people. What do you do with that? You are in unrepentant sin. Matthew 18. You're getting removed. Here's the door. You you are not a member here at this church any longer until you repent. You are not longer a member and we now not do and we no longer associate with you unless we give you gospel preaching. Now, I know many churches don't practice that because they don't believe the Bible on that part because we we've had a pragmatic approach. I'm just going to love them and accept them for who they are. I'm just going to, you know, embrace them. OK, I don't agree with it, but. I'm just going to love them in the kingdom by being pragmatic. The Bible doesn't tell us to do that. That's not the words of our Lord. That's not the words of God. Right? The Bible says, remove them. Hand them over to Satan. Right now, like I said, I know this might be embarrassing to some folks. Church discipline, <laughs> no, we can't do that. How is our church going to be filled? Because most of our church is sexually immoral. Well, that's the problem. Purify the church of God, the church needs to be clean, spotless for the return. Right? Yes, he's doing that in us, but there are practical ways he does that for his local church. Church discipline is one means, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. Of course, pastors teach on and expose sin from the pulpit. The church practices church discipline. They don't cradle one another in their sin, but command them to flee from it. Amen. Yeah. I mean, th- guys, this is not difficult. This, I mean, this is what the Bible says. At the end of the day, we're going to do one or two things. We're going to do what God says or we're going to bow to the culture. Those are your two options right here. You're going to do what God says, or are you going to do what Carl uh, Lentz is doing? The future pastor of Transformation Church, by the way.
3: Can someone have a question? So if I if I stand up in a pulpit and I just start railing at something or make a statement in, in a newspaper about something, I, I believe it's insensitive
0: to the journey that people are walking yeah. on. What about the journey of the races that you just slammed on, right? A- again, this is hypocritical. One sin you're willing to rail on, the other you want to have a conversation about. That's, that's how it is today, right? That's when you know someone's going down this route. I just want to have a conversation. You know, I just want to know your story. I love you, brother, right? Th- th- that's what you hear when someone is ashamed of what the Bible says is sin. And our church is going to protect people, no matter
3: where you're from, no matter what you carry, no matter what kind of... Um... See, this is how you end
0: up with a church full of immoral people. They're just going to protect you, right? Sign this... Non-closure disagreement. We're going to protect you. Right? Right? Yeah, we're just going to protect you while you're in sin. You know, we're going to have conversations. No, we're not going to blast you from the pulpit. Yeah, I know you're cheating on your wife. You know, we're not going to blast you. We're just going to have a conversation with you behind closed doors. You know? This is how you end up with a church full of mess, full of divorces full of idolaters would you have men and women who are scared to just call sin out just do what the bible says just just do what the bible says it's not legalism to do what the bible says right people call it legalism because they want to keep their sin (laughs) the most people who i've heard say things like oh this is legalism or you're acting like a pharisee are in major sin themselves and they don't like holiness again we need to return back to that then our churches will be blessed and we won't have men like this preaching in our pulpits. Men ashamed of the word of God. Being people pleasers, you know, these secret sensitive churches, right? That are just, um, just ashamed of what God has said because they're, they're trying to please man so much rather than please God. You know, we say things, we live for an audience of one, right? Let me look at you real quick. We, we live for an audience of one. I only care about pleasing God. Then go on national news, given this garbage. Right. What happened to being ashamed, Un- unashamed, unashamed about the gospel? I know we sing it 116. Then go on live TV and embarrass the word of God. Be an embarrassment to the faith. Right, man, it's it's just it's embarrassing. Like, how do you sit up there and not be embarrassed, man? If I was spewing those answers, I'd be embarrassed of myself. And I, but hold on, wait, wait, hold on, let me pause. Bible says it's sin, right? Bible says it's sin. Just, 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 just quote the Bible. You don't even have to be fancy. Just quote what the Bible says.
3: Orientation you feel like is your um you know lane of life to run in um you know i want to have a conversation about it we have a stance on love yeah and we have
0: conversations about everything else we have a stance on love and have a conversation on everything what does that even mean what what does that even mean because it sounds like what you're saying is we're gonna love them and we won't tell the truth about what they're in the sin they're in telling people hey look this is a sin it's because i love you i want you to repent but the Bible says what you're doing you're breaking God's law. You need to repent and turn from that. See, I didn't do it in anger, I didn't do it in hate, spite. You can do that lovingly and you need to repent. Oh, that's hateful. I didn't What about that was hateful? Again, for some people even calling the sin sin is hateful. Man I, I mean, I love that, and that makes sense to me because when you so you have this this guy right here. He's he's not a Christian. He's unregenerate himself. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love. I, I can. I can. I I can get in a church like this. Right. I love this. Of course they do. Of course, an unregenerate man loves the opposite of what the Bible says. Right. Hey, you know, you have a stance on love,
4: and you're talking about hearts and souls. I often see, you know, w- people want to focus on homosexuality and, and the gay marriage issue and whether yeah. they should be allowed to get married. And a lot of homosexual couples are looking around saying, I just love this person with all my heart and soul, yeah. so I'm looking for some support. Yeah. Do you feel like it's you're, you're not in a position to give them support on that issue or do you feel like it's just it, not your no, lane? It's not, I don't it's not my job
0: to be people's judge and jury. Yeah, if- yeah that's correct. But the judge has spoken. You repeating what the judge has spoken is not your judgment. I mean, it's not, it's not Carl Lentz, right? It was true before you existed. It'll be true after you existed. You saying, hey, I believe what the Bible says in Romans 1 and Leviticus 19 and other passages. First Corinthians 6. You no know, I believe, yeah, I believe it's, I believe, I believe that. I didn't write it. I mean, right. <laughs> I didn't write that. Just say what God has said. But again, this is the future pastor at TC, Tulsa. I sat down with a homosexual couple and
3: they asked me what I thought about their relationship. I would tell them mm-hmm. and it would be at
0: their table and it would be our business. But what would you tell them? You see how he's trying to avoid the issue? Yeah, I would tell them what I would think. Okay, but what do you think about it? Well, it's just a private combo at their table between them two. <sighs> so embarrassed. But their situation is different than the next situation. No, it's not. The homosexual over here is in sin, just like the homosexual over here. They're both in sin. I, I mean, you know, different applications, sure, but it's
3: still sin. And often people get these two words mixed up, mm-hmm. acceptance and approval. Like, I don't necessarily, if someone comes in my church, I don't have to approve.
0: Now, notice how this is being characterized. Why is the truth being screamed first? Is the monopoly on how it should be expressed, though, or expressed? LOL. Well, I'm not. What I'm not screaming. This is this is me calm, right? But yeah, sharing the. I mean, this look. We we, you always say WWJJD? What would Jesus do? Jesus came. His first message: repent. Literally screaming, right? I'm not even doing that. Repent for the kingdom of God is at, at hand right says you are assuming that people who go to church are unrepentant well if you allow homosexuals are that's obvious yeah it's obvious but yeah repent for the kingdom of god jesus first message dealt with sin and their need to repent now i'm told that's uh, why does that got to be the first message it was jesus first message (laughs) of every single thing
3: in their life because that's not my job i'm not god yeah. but my job is to accept you as i have been
0: accepted with no it's not our job is to tell others to repent our job is to just we'll, we'll just have private combos about it no no no, no. yeah yeah shh, shh. pedophiles shh. we'll have private convos. oh not about that sin huh not about that one <laughs> right yeah exactly See you. See how how this has become a, a a a partial deal, where some sins will have private convos about. Cause we don't, we don't we don't want everybody. Shh. You don't gotta let nobody you gay. Shh. We don't we don't want everybody to know that. We'll keep, we'll keep it on the the down low, right? But you racist. You get out of here. You demonic. You see you see how it is. You see the double standard. The, the, the man who's ashamed about certain sins.
3: Everything in my life, God accepted me. So acceptance
0: and No, he didn't. God loves us despite wh- who we are and what we've done. But the call is to change and repent, to turn from it. He didn't accept you, everything you are. He laid down his life so that sinners would be changed. Again, I I know there are teaching directly opposing that. Approval, we draw a really cool line in there because it's like, look, I'm
3: not gonna tell you. There's a lot of people who will come into our church, leave and go, no thanks. I don't wanna change my I don't wanna live, I don't wanna believe that. And I say, good for you, that's your job. You have to answer to God for your life, not me. Yeah. So why is this on me? So right. people are always like, what do you think about homosexuality? I'm like, I love my wife, I'm married. You're <laughs> asking the wrong guy
0: watch what he says um but that's just to be funny but i yeah that's just to be funny kind of like the trans transformation joke people are saying is a joke notice he won't answer the these got these people are on the way to hell again he wouldn't do uh, hopefully well maybe he would hopefully he wouldn't do this with the serial adulterer in his church i mean even though he 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 is that so maybe he won't maybe he won't but again, this is why the church is just filled with mess today, because you have men like this that just want to keep things on the down low. The DL. Right. I'm talking about the dividing line. Right. And we keep it on the down low, the down low pastors. Right. We're going to keep all this in on the down low. Right. Right. It's super easy to call sin a sin. I could to every other man in the church and scream to them, repent from fornication and masturbation as it's sin. Yes. Tell them it's sin and tell them repent of it like the Bible tells us to do. I don't know where we've gotten this idea that the best way to see people grow in Christ is to not confront their sin. I don't know where we got that idea, but it's not the Bible. It's pragmatism. Well, if I won't address their sin, more people are going to come to church. That's true. But you're going to have a, a filthy, unregenerate church in your in your uh, or building <laughs> filled with pagans that just want to go because they like coffee and hanging out. That's not a church. That's a country club. That's some kind of get together, but it's not church. The body of Christ is confessing sin, dealing with sin. The church is messy. Yes, but we're dealing with sin, repenting, hoping other people uh, repent confronting sin hey brother i i saw that you did this i i don't i see in the bible it says this i i believe you should repent amen brother thank you for calling me out i needed that you're right and that's how sin should be received with humility man yeah brother i i did i, I man I, I hope you will forgive me and then come to the lord asking for forgiveness but you don't get up you don't deal with deal you don't keep the church as it is right you 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 don't just ignore sin you don't if you don't if if you're not confronting sin you do not have a church you do not have a church if you do not confront sin you have a bunch of people wanting to be religious you have a bunch of people wanting to be uh I, i don't know gather around some vague new age version of god but you do not have a biblical church again and i hope that this is helping you while you're in your church be that guy be that girl that'll confront sin right someone says what sins do i struggle with i'll tell my local church right but but here's what i'm not doing i'm not coming up on here on youtube and saying all the sins i commit are okay like this we're just gonna have private conversations about uh people murdering and committing adultery right that's not how you do church again
3: i do believe it's such a sensitive issue i have gay friends i have uh
0: people that i love that are right in the thick of that kind of debate right and i just it's not a debate biblically it's look the bible says what it says What what do you tell your gay friends? I I don't mind you having friends that are sinners, right? I mean, I have friends that are unbelievers, you know, they're in their sin, but they know what I think about it. You know, they know what I think about it. Refuse to uh, ostracize people any longer. I hate it. I think it's not ostracization to tell them what the Bible says on the issue. Right. It's not an issue. It's not an ostracization. Hey, look, this is what the Bible says. You need your pen of it or God's wrath is going to be on you, right? There's been so much
3: hate yeah. and so much bigotry and so much insensitivity that um, I'm done with that. And so the people who criticize us for it, yeah. I, li- I like making those people mad because yeah.
4: oh,
0: they, they are who they are. So he wants to make us mad for, you know, hey, wanting a clear biblical answer. But he doesn't he doesn't mind making his sinners who are lost on the way to hell. Right. Going, you know, he don't he don't want to make them mad. This is, see, look at that. Notice who he wants to make mad. The people who believe the Bible on sexuality. I don't want to make the, I don't want to ostracize my people on the way to hell, friends. I don't know. I don't want to ostracize them. Man.
4: And I think if we focus on love, it'll all fix itself out. If, if all people just focus on love, I—I
0: at least that's my personal belief. N- Notice the using of biblical language, love, Jesus, grace. But it's totally disconnected from what the Bible says. Right? Yeah, yeah. I have bank robbing friends, tax cheating friends, wife beating friends. You know, I don't want to ostracize them. You know? You know? And by the way, Alphane, it's a difference between struggling with certain sins and saying this is okay. Like, like he's doing with the homosexual. That's that's quite different you know anyone who know the bible would know that right um yeah 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 yeah, let's ask this question if you stand on biblical principle principles unapologetically explain how you have friends who live literally (laughs) right yeah yeah that's a good question i mean generally you know if you tell someone what you think about this and you can dress in the most loving kind i i have told people as calmly as this hey man i love you man man um you, you know yeah. I love you. And like, man, I'm compelled by the love of Christ, you know, to address this, because, you know, if if, if if I don't, man, I know what happens. Right. I know the Bible says, hey, you'll be on your way to hell, but you need to return. You need to repent of your adultery. You know what happens most of the time? That relationship is severed most of the times. Right. But am I called to please God or man? You know, it, it sounds good on a T-shirt god first it sounds good on a you know snapback christ gang right sounds good but are you really about that life are you really about that life right again it's so easy to 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 get up on you know on facebook posts i love you jesus i you're number one in my life i love you above all things and then be ashamed when your people ask you your friends ask you are they living in sin? Well, you know, that's not me to judge. You know, I, I don't want to judge you, even though the Bible says, you know, we're to judge all things. You know, we judge with righteous judgment according to what God has said, you know, but who am I to judge you? Look, we, we can call out all sin. The church is to deal with all sin. Yeah, the liar to be called out, the adulterer called out. Everybody, look, if you don't want to be exposed, don't go to church. (laughs) You're going to get exposed, but that's okay. Bring it to light. Right. We deal with it. We repent and we move forward. But if you don't repent. We got to do what the Bible says to unrepentant sinners in the church. We remove them. Again, the issue at the end of the day, fundamental issue at the end of the day is people don't believe the word of God. That is the fundamental issue. The word of God is not sufficient in many churches today, right? We got to win them with something else. You know, we got to have the funny pastor with props on the stage and do all these illusions that take your eyes off of Jesus, right? And entertain you for an hour, hour and a half. Because we know if we just preach the Bible, no one's going to stay here. No one's going to stay here if we just preach the Bible. Who cares? Who cares if you lose half of a church by doing what God says? So many people have sold out. Well, if we don't keep a big church, we won't have our bounce house this year at the celebration. Who cares? <laughs> right. Who cares? Do what the Bible says. And look, again, enough of uh, pastors who don't meet the qualifications. Like I said, we don't need pragmatic men when it comes to that. Again, men who meet the qualifications, if you're in a serial adulterer, you do not deserve to be in the pulpit. You do not deserve to be preaching, pastoring in the pulpit of God. If see, if you know, we recognize that what's going on in the pulpit, it is God approving a person. Right. And and they're, they're declaring forth the words of God. That is what the preacher is doing. If he does not meet the qualifications that God set forth, he also does not need to be in the office that God has set forth. Right. He does not need to be preaching what God has said, not from the pulpit, at least. You know, there could be other ministry opportunities, maybe, but not in the pulpit. He does not need to have that ministry. Right. Again, I just believe what the text says about this issue you know, you just keep breaking, keep, keep just living this lifestyle of sin. Be up in the pulpit. As long as you take little sabbaticals every now and then and you just get restored, take a little time out break, You can go back to the preaching. No, that's not what the Bible calls. Look, if you, if you look, you can tar- That's why it's very careful when a person is getting installed, a pastor is getting installed to give those warnings, right? To give those warnings. Hey, be careful, brother because this is a serious office you are you're stepping into and one that can be as just as quickly as you got it can be can be taken from you by disqualifications right disqualification you can ruin your ministry forever absolutely the office can be ruined you can be disqualified so this is why we should take serious the pastoral offices. Um, yes, when I saw this news, I was not shocked because Mike Ta himself is not a, a biblically qualified pastor. He does not know how to b- teach the word. Right. Um. Right. Again, the Bible is very clear. Again, the Bible is very clear. We, we can have all kind of questions. Well, what about this? What about this? Well, what does the Bible say? Right, so when I saw this news, I was I wasn't shocked, right? I wasn't shocked, but I was um, I was like, "Wow, makes sense." You know, I know that uh, Mike Todd in the past has uh, done stuff with and given shout outs to Carl Lentz, and so to see this was um, again not alarming, but like you know, more confirmation that Mike Todd is to be warned and avoided. Again, I wouldn't recommend a three-year-old to go to Mike Todd's service. I wouldn't recommend someone who got saved three days ago to go to the wolves, right? If a pastor gets divorced because his wife is cheating, he is disqualified. Yes. you be the husband of one wife. A wife can ruin your ministry as well. Matter of fact, if you're, 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 how you shepherd your household can ruin your ministry. Um... Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And so this is why we take these things serious. This is why, I mean, even the admonition at our church, we even give admonishments to the, to the pastor's wife as so, well. Not just to the to the husband, but to the pastor's wife. This is a serious calling for, 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 for the husband and the wife. You know, being the pastor's wife is a serious issue. Not, not that she's an elder or anything. We already know women can't be pastors, biblically speaking. But, yeah, it's a serious calling for all. I mean, hey, I just believe we should take the Bible serious on these issues and not give place for these men who are unqualified. Mike Todd and Carl Lentz is unqualified. Like <laughs> these men uh, preach unsound doctrine. Um, They've done. Carl Lentz definitely has done uh, immoral things. Uh, Mike Todd has done some very questionable things and, you know, uh, exposing his wife and and doing all these weird Instagram videos. Uh, just, you know, going on Hills, uh, not Hillsong <laughs> Breakfast Club and just inward that and inward this. And just the speech is not, uh, I believe, consistent with what the Bible says an elder should be. You know. He said, that's wild. Are you gonna believe the Bible or just say that's wild? Yes, I believe a wife can disqualify a pastor. You know, you have to be. Yes, this is this is to everybody. Uh, yeah, you have to be. A wife can disqualify their husband. You know, so yeah. Again, that's why it's a serious issue. You, so a, a child, if they're unruly and they're not be able, can can disqualify. A, a a pastor's, uh, their, their, their father. Right. We're we going to just say that's wild to it or just believe what the Bible says. Right. Right. <sighs> Let's see. Yeah. So I'll read this from my pastor. He said a pastor who spends five months enjoying an adulterous relationship while married with children is not qualified once a pastor stains his record with adultery he remains disqualified so yeah yes yeah, is it, this is this is not difficult this is not it's not really difficult if we just look just believe what the bible says like the bible's clear look if this if the pastor doesn't meet this he's disqualified he's disqualified um but then people say like, well well what if we got all these additional questions rather than just saying hey bible says it you know what happened to bible says it i believe it that settles it what happened to that i missed that old attitude from christians right <laughs> i missed that attitude people say man hey this is tough blessed is those uh blessed blessed are who are not offended by my word though can you show it biblically? I've already shown you multiple. I, I've, I've, I kept going to the text. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll write it down for you so you can do your homework. First Timothy one, chapter one, five through nine. First uh, Timothy three, one through seven. It gives the qualifications of the elders um, and that will be helpful. Can you show biblically where a wife or child can disqualify you? Okay, I'll give you one of those. So you said or. Uh, let me see. And it says this, it says he, speaking of the pastor, must manage his own household. Well, and I, don't know, I think that that's everybody in the home with all dignity, keeping his children submissive for someone does not know how to manage his own household. How will he care for God's church? So there you go. There you go. Gave you what you asked for. We're going to believe it. We're gonna we're gonna believe what the Bible says or we're gonna well you know make make excuses for it man I just believe we should believe what the Bible says you know like that like I said the Bible says it that that settles it I believe it that settles it <laughs> you know but some people will just say this to it no, 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 no. I don't think that's what was first Timothy saying well tell me what it's saying tell me what it is saying I mean, it says what it says, it's very clear, children look if you can't rule the children well, you can't rule the church well right right yeah, you know you know how I do, man, take you to the Greek, I take it to the Greek. <laughs> So it should men who have repented from homosexuality strive for marriage with a woman to avoid burning. Well, let me say this: um, marriage won't 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 stop you from lusting after other people. Um. So, I, I your your question would need more clarification on what you mean. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Titus one six as well. Yeah, your your family can dis 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 uh, qualify you from the pastoral office. That's why you are to rule well in your home. So he's the man responsible for his children's free will. I, I just read the verse to you, but notice notice you're not actually engaging with the text. I gave the the you you just you wanted a verse that said show me a verse where a child or a wife can can disqualify that. I gave that to you, and you're not believing it. I don't, I, 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 there's nothing else I can give to you. When someone doesn't want to believe the word of God, I I. I don't have anything else. It's said that a child, if, if, a, if a, if a pastor doesn't qualify, uh, you know, rule his household that can disqualify him, you know? So, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, we're just going to, what about pastors who have died? Uh, that that's totally different. That's totally different. I mean, when when one is, uh, you know, your wife di- that uh, when their wife have died, they've been released from that covenantal contract, so to speak. It is it is ended, right? Till death do us part, right? I mean, you, you, you know, that's no longer your wife, so that's totally different. You're not disqualified because your wife died. Hope that's not what you're getting at. Again, the text is real clear. The text is real clear i mean <laughs> i don't i don't see how much simpler it can get right I, I don't i don't i don't see how it can get more simpler look if you can't rule here in your home well, over a couple people how are you going to rule hundreds or 50 people right yeah so so we can always ask well what about this what again very clearly, a child and, and a wife can disqualify their pastor, you know, their their husband or father, right? Very clear. So I mean, at the end of the day, we, we're going to believe God or not. I mean,